Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Frank James Podcast, episode four. I am Frank James, if you didn't know it, and uh, this thorn bush is my thorn bush, this dog is my dog, this podcast is my podcast. And, uh, you know, I'm recording this intro with the music going, and it's very distracting. I don't think I'll ever do that again. <laughs> Normally, I lay it in afterwards like a smart person, but today... All right, it's finally gone. Um... If you don't know who I am, let's set you straight. I'm Frank James of YouTube. I've got a channel where I talk about all kinds of stuff, uh, including personality, including the inner depths of the human soul. Today on our podcast, uh, uh, it's really just my podcast, it's not, there's no R. In, my <laughs> in today's podcast, I'm going to talk about a sure-to-be controversial subject, a subject that's going to get people riled up. I'm going to talk about religion. Uh, specifically, I'm going to talk about my religious journey, my spiritual journey. And uh, I just want to give you some context for my my thoughts, my views. Because, th- you know, in my, in my YouTube channel, I do occasionally talk about religion, about God, about spirituality. And I realize that without the context of my attitude toward religion, you could kind of project almost anything onto it. I think... I think you might you might not be able to project that I'm an atheist, but I think you could project almost anything else. But I'm not sure. And it tends to be when people are a certain have a certain viewpoint, they're they're trying to figure you out, and so they'll they'll more easily put you with the total opposite of what they believe if you say anything slightly uh, in disagreement with them. So that's why I want to set the record straight. It's not really setting any record straight. I just want to give you some context. The other thing is, I feel. I feel like I am in a religious, spiritual no-man's land where no one else is. And maybe I just feel like no one else is there because no one really talks about it because it's not really something easy to talk about for one reason or another. Easy in terms of the social uh, acceptability of talking about religion, but also easy just because it's hard to fully explain in in an accurate way, in a way that feels truthful or genuine. And... uh, it's very lonely in the spiritual no man's land, and I feel, I guess, if you were to boil it down, I just feel like I'm not buying what anybody's selling, at least 100%, and I just don't know. But, on the other hand, in that spiritual no man's land, I've come to a few realizations, and I feel like I'm more comfortable with my understanding of spirituality and religion and God. And even if I haven't figured anything out, at least I'm sort of figuring out my general attitude and what I think and and defining at least a place where I can move forward, if that makes any sense. Because I think if you go into religion, spirituality, you have to kind of know why you're doing it. I think that's maybe something that gets overlooked. Why are you why are you interested in religion? Why are you interested in spirituality? Why do you believe what you believe? And I think a lot of times, especially religious people and I, look, I'm not trying to make any generalizations about anyone, religious or non-religious, so don't think I'm being judgmental. But I think, especially if you were raised religious, you sometimes just take it for granted and you never ask why. You're just like, well, that's good. why? Because God told me to. Likewise, maybe if you don't have any belief, maybe if you're an atheist, have you ever asked why? What do I get out of this? Maybe that's not, maybe that makes no sense to an atheist. Why would you even ask that? And I do hope this program today, this program, can be interesting to anyone, even if you're not religious, even if you're devout. 
because this isn't this isn't to try to sway you to my way of looking at things. I don't think I can because I think the way I look at things is just me. That be where I am when it comes to religion is just based on my experiences and the way my brain works. And I'm sure other people. I wish I could find some kind of solid faith or solid lack of faith, one way or the other, and just say, "Yep, this is me. I'm sticking with it." Instead, I'm like, "I don't. I don't even know." So let me just get started. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the earliest background, my childhood, I was raised Christian in the Protestant United Methodist tradition. And the joke is, uh, if you don't know anything about the United Methodist Church, there's a joke where this elementary school, the kids were given an assignment to bring in a symbol of their faith. And so when the kids came in the next day, they did like a show and tell and the Jewish kids showed off, uh, I don't know, Star David. The Catholic kids showed off a rosary and then the Methodist kids showed off a casserole. So that's the joke because Methodists like having casseroles. They're basically like the cheap version of Catholics, if you will. But anyway, I digress. My, f my family went to church every Sunday, and I went to church every Sunday, and I just never really thought anything about it. That's just what you do on Sunday. And the church we went to when I was a kid was pretty big. There were a lot of kids there. So in many ways, it was just another part of being part of the community, you know? It's weird because, yeah, we went to church every Sunday. My, my family, my extended family, my grandparents went to that church. My cousins did. It had been the church that uh, my mother had gone to since she was a kid. So we went to church every Sunday, but we weren't, like, religious. Like, we weren't evangelical. Uh, we weren't the kind of family who gets, who sits down at night and reads the Bible together. We weren't the kind of family who talked about faith or anything. We didn't pray except before a meal. And so it, that's, that's sort of like the, the start of it, the confusion, I suppose, is when religion... And I don't think there's anything wrong with religion being this way. In fact, I think maybe that's the most normal way where it's like, yeah, we go to church, we respect it, we have a reverence for it, and that's it. We kind of, we quietly have it as part of our lives, but we're not going around talking about it all the time. And, you know, like, my family was never the kind to, like, say stuff like, praise God, hallelujah, or any of that um, more evangelical kind of talk. And to this day, when people say that, I get a little bit weirded out. <laughs> and it's not, you know, like, even though I totally understand where they're coming from, and I don't, like, judge them or think they're freaks, it's just not something that I was raised doing, and it, it kind of makes me a little uncomfortable. So, so then I was homeschooled for a few years. Explains a lot, right? I was homeschooled for three years during middle school, and uh, my mom taught me and she picked out this curriculum that was like fundamentalist Christian despite the fact that I'm not sure that she believed that necessarily or that we were a fundamentalist Christian believing family but that was the uh, curriculum that she got the books that she bought and one thing I will say for it is that the curriculum was very good at teaching things like math grammar uh even to a degree history and science, but there was a definite extreme slant on everything. And like in the science books, the big thing that was most glaring in the science book were um, creationism versus evolution. And looking at it now, that whole debate doesn't even, I don't even know why creation versus evolution is a debate at all. Like to me, it seems clear that 
they can both exist. God could have created stuff and then it evolved. It doesn't, it's not, it doesn't take a brain scientist to do it, you know? It doesn't take a rocket surgeon to figure that out. But when you are a fundamentalist Christian who takes the Bible literally, okay, that's where the problem comes. And this, this curriculum was teaching literalism, where every word of the Bible is literally true, meaning that the world was created in six days, meaning that the earth is only 6,000 or 10,000 years old, meaning that, uh, you know, dinosaurs coexisted with people. And I want to be clear that this is not to disparage anyone who believes in literalism. That's not the point. I'm just telling you from my perspective what happened and my views on it. So the thing was, though, that my mother kind of like embrace these ideas even though we I had never heard this before in my life and uh so I was kind of for a few years it was drilled into my head that this literalism stuff that we still weren't like evangelical or anything but it's difficult when you start to have this more casual but reverential religious upbringing and then you bring into it this more extreme element that's extremely confusing, especially when there's no one really taking a lead on what do we believe, why do we believe it. And when you're a kid, you kind of look up to your parents to tell you that stuff, you know? I don't know. I think it's difficult for a kid to figure that stuff out without their parents being like talking it through with them. And religion was just something we never talked about, <laughs> except in the classroom when the, you know, when the science book was telling us that, uh, rock and roll was evil and was causing demons in our brain. I don't think it I don't think it said demons, but it said, you know, evil impure thoughts. So I was a little bit brainwashed and uh then I went to high school and I went to a Catholic high school where of course they don't believe in literalism and so I was like taken aback. Plus, you know, kids are kids and they're not all goody two shoes like I was and so I was kind of like I felt very alienated and isolated because it seemed like dude where where are the Christians man where are the good Christian people um and just the way that my mind works is I'm very you know I'm very judgmental like let's get real let's get honest guys and I'm less judgmental than I was so I was much worse when I was younger and I felt like all these people around me are going to hell <laughs> because they you know because they swore and because uh I don't know, because they cheated on their test, because they smoked a cigarette, because, or, or maybe they were fine, but they didn't uh, believe what I believed. And like, I wasn't a bad person to them. I wasn't mean to them. Like I made friends, but I still felt like this separation, this alienation from everyone else because they didn't believe these more extreme things that I believed. I remember one time specifically senior year, we had like a world cultures class and the teacher drew a line on the board, a horizontal line and said, imagine this is all human history. No, imagine, geez, I messed it up already. He said, imagine this is all history of all time from the creation of, or he's, you know, I don't know what he said, the beginning of the universe till now. And he said, make a line on it where you think human history started on it. And me being so... Uh, dedicated to my literalist beliefs, drew a line at the very, very beginning uh, of the line. And of course, this uh, pagan professor, he wasn't a professor, let's not give him that much credit, it was a high school. He put, he said, no, the line is down here, and he drew it at the other extreme. And uh, that just shows you how I thought I was right. I didn't care what anyone else thought. But in the end, I was voted uh, most dedicated to my beliefs my senior year. So that's cool. 
Then in college, I started to get more extreme, but in a radical way, where I started to listen to this one guy who was, he talked about kind of like taking Jesus's message kind of literally. And you know, Jesus's message, if you don't know, is kind of like a smack in the face. It's kind of extreme. And if you've tried to follow it literally, you would have to do stuff like sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor and uh, gouge out your eye if it causes you to sin. Although clearly I wasn't going to follow that literally. But I was like, dude, this isn't right. You know, there are poor people and I'm living like this luxurious life. And there was the guy, this one person that I was following, uh, his his ideas of religion, it was like, you know, dig food out of the trash can so it doesn't get wasted and like crazy S like that. And this was all mental though. Like, I don't think that my outside behavior was very changed. I was just thinking, it was the way I was thinking, the way I was talking. And it was very alienating because clearly no one else felt this way. And even people who were religious, I felt like they were fakes. And I felt very disappointed by the world. Like, why can't anyone be, why can't anyone believe this the way that I do? And yeah. And at that time, there was a younger pastor at our church. He, we got a new pastor who was like in his 30s. And he was a bit more on the radical side. Not that much, but he took me under his wing and, and it, I was you know, developing some kind of, I don't know, friendship with him or whatever. And then this group of young people came to our church and they were like what I had wanted to be, I guess, these kind of like cool, hippie-ish, more radical Christians. And uh, I do apologize if my story is skipping around a little bit. I don't think it is, but it's difficult to know sometimes. But these young people who were like around my age, I was eight, I was 18, 19, They came to the church and suddenly, I don't, if I remember correctly, what happened was the pastor just kind of like dropped me and focused on these other people. And it's like a really insignificant thing, isn't it? It's not a big deal. But for some reason, and maybe there was other things that I don't remember, but that like felt like a betrayal to me. And I felt like, huh, these people are who I wanted to be, but actually I hate them. (laughs) like I truly didn't like them or what they stood for and they were they were led by this one guy who was older who seemed to be much older to me at that time but he was he was 26 but when you're 19 that seems like ancient and he was really radical and big into like confronting you man confronting you with uh you know the things that you thought that were wrong and stuff and he was very very eager to correct you and set you straight and to tell you what God was really all about and uh, he, he was kind of a jerk. And that experience, somehow, within the span of just, I don't know, a month, two months, made me come to a place where I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I hate this. I realized I hate trying to be these people. And I realized I don't even want to be them. It's awful. And I, you know, for so long, I had felt so much guilt, too, because when you are, at least the way I was approaching this is I always felt like I was such a horrible sinner. And that's something that gets driven home a lot in, in uh, modern American Christianity is basically you're a piece of crap and you need Jesus to save you. And maybe that's not what they mean, but that's how it comes across. For a long time, I listened to a lot of Christian music, Christian rock and roll, man. I still like a lot of the stuff I listened to then, like uh, Audio Adrenaline, Newsboys. It's good stuff. But you see a lot of times, not not in every song, not in every band, 
but a lot of those Christian artists, a big theme is, I'm a worthless piece of crap, and thank you, God, for still loving me. And it's difficult to... (laughs) That is the kind of message that if you are someone who already has low self-esteem and you feel kind of alienated from everyone, that's like an awful thing to have pushed on you all the time. And I know a lot of a lot of people listening who are Christian will be like, yeah, but that's the truth. You know, we're sinners. We're separated from God. We're not great. Yeah, but it, it's got to be presented in some other way. The thing is, I see so many pastors who are like, who will say, yeah, we need to focus more on sin. We can't just be like, you know, yeah, you're okay. You're great. No, you're going to hell if you, you know, don't realize the error of your ways. And I think it's that kind of stuff also that that turned me off so much is this focus on beating yourself up and constantly having to confess about how bad of a sinner you are. And it's like, what are the worst sins that I have committed, you know, as a 19-year-old? Um, have I betrayed anyone? Have I um, stolen uh, bread away from a beggar on the street? Like, what... <laughs> You know, and so much shame is especially placed on sexual sin. And when, I don't know if you all remember being a teenager, but when I was a teenager, um, I can't imagine going back to that and the hormones raging to use a cliche, but they do. And when it's it's a sin to even like consider sex, (laughs) you know, then you're like constantly sinning and you're constantly a piece of crap. So I got fed up with it and I got to a point where I was just so angry at those people at my church and just so fed up with all the the bad feelings I was getting from. And I realized, like, why am I doing this if I just feel bad all the time? Is this the point? Because if it is, I hate myself. So I, I literally said a prayer where I was like, God, um, I don't really know what's going on, but you know what's going on in my head. You know, I don't need to even tell you this, but you know that I'm going through this period. And if you're up there then you'll know where to find me and you can bring me back when you have some answer. You know, like, what are, what's going on? Why am I doing this? Why should I keep torturing myself this way? And uh, I always think back at how, kind of, how that's kind of funny. Like, it was sort of acknowledging God and being like, look, clearly I have something wrong on my end and I'm just going to stop and wait around and see if in your good time you can bring me an answer. And after that, I didn't consider myself an atheist. I can't remember if I ever called myself an agnostic, but I just, I just let, I just gave myself permission to stop being religious. You know, like I stopped praying, I stopped reading the Bible every day and didn't worry if I sinned, you know, like I was just trying to follow my conscience. Because the other thing is, when you think about it, if there is a sin and you don't feel bad in your conscience about committing it, but then you, you only feel bad because the Bible says you shouldn't do it, or maybe not even the Bible says, but someone who's interpreting the Bible says you shouldn't do it, then what is the point in being obedient? Like, it, what, what does it matter if it's not part of your own real uh, moral code and it's just something you're following because you don't want to, I don't know, upset this uh, idea of God at any rate. So basically starting when I was 19, I um, became, I don't know what you would call it, non-practicing, not caring so much. And you know, the funny thing is I still went to church uh, most weeks and still wanted to respect it, still wanted to find something in it, still wanted to figure out the answer. I wasn't willing to just totally jettison it. But 
I was also sort of like coming at it more of, I don't know, a ritual point of view. At that point, I just viewed church as an important ritual. And that, and honestly, over the last several years, what has developed is maybe a broader understanding. Like to try, I haven't really come back to it. I still don't even know what I would call myself. And that's why I say I'm in a no man's land, because I still really love Christianity. Uh, and if I got, when I'm, when push, push, when push comes to shove, and people are like, what religion are you? I'll say Christian. Because... I don't know. That's that's what I am. That's what I was raised as. I know it. Um, I still, I mean, I still follow uh, Jesus in terms of what he taught. And then, you know, if you ask, are you saved? Well, technically, yeah, I've prayed that prayer several times. So, and according to who, you know, who you talk to, it doesn't matter. Once you pray that prayer, you're good. But I think Christianity is important. I think it is... Um, culturally important to me that's why I don't want to give up on it and I feel some guilt like if I were to if I were to just completely leave Christianity to jettison it you know I use that word twice in one podcast that it's like kind of irresponsible almost which I realize is that same kind of feeling of obligation that I had before so why not get rid of that also you know it's like if if everyone comes to this conclusion and leaves Christianity I don't I don't like to imagine the world without it now, am I just irrationally attached to it, or is there something actually good in it? I tend to think that there is actually something good in Christianity that the world society needs, even if we don't believe it in a uh, fanatical way, just to respect it and to keep the traditions alive and the ritual of it. I think it's all very beautiful, and the problem is that I just don't, I don't, I don't like what I have found of Christianity in my area, in the United States. I'm at a point in my life where I'm drawn toward the mystical, and that's where I find the most meaning. And I feel like if, I'm, if there's a spiritual experience to be had, for me, it's going to be mystical. It's not going to be um, going to a church and having praise music played by a rock band. And lots of people like that. Lots of people like a rock band playing kind of repetitive praise songs. But for me, that seems like, <laughs> that's like a punishment to have to do that. And uh, it seems, it almost feels like I don't, I can't find what I'm looking for. And it's not like I've done a great deal of work looking for these things, but man, I'm, I feel like I've explained myself so poorly. And I feel like people are just gonna be like, why don't you just find a different religion? Why don't you look at Buddhism? Why don't you look at XYZ, why don't you just let go of it and become an atheist? Uh, I don't think that I could ever be like a true atheist. I think I could get to a point of, I don't know, I'm not even sure what you call it, deism, where you believe in God through rationality, is that what it is? I don't know. I could never be a full atheist though, because when you strip it all down, I don't think that I could grasp the universe. I don't think that I could really not the universe, existence. I don't think, I guess what it comes down to is why? Why anything? It doesn't make sense unless there's some kind of intent behind it. And of course, what an atheist would say is that's presuming the that there is a point. Asking why is presuming that there is an answer. Uh, it just doesn't make any sense to me that anything would exist without some thing, some, ex some intent. And that doesn't mean God how God is normally interpreted. See, I think the problem is with a lot of atheists and non-religious people, when they reject God, they're rejecting, like, God painted on the Sistine Chapel ceiling. They're rejecting this 
easily rejectable version of God. And I think if you break down God to a much simpler, broader thing of being intent, like a through line of the, what I think what Aristotle called the unmoved mover, the first cause, if you just break it down to that, I don't see how you can not believe in it. And it's not even a matter of belief to me. It's like, to me, the question, do you believe in God is kind of like dumb. It's kind of stupidly simple. Is that, is, what does it even mean? We all mean something different by God. It's interesting because every, like almost every word, no, every word corresponds to an idea. And that idea usually corresponds to something in reality. But when we talk about God, even presuming that God is real, the, the word and the idea, the concept have no bearing on anything in reality because you haven't seen God. All you know about God are, you know, scriptures in whatever religion, artistic representations. That's about it. You have no firsthand experience of God. It's all conceptual. And so when someone says God, we all think different things probably. We don't all, you know, it's not like saying tree and we all know what a tree is and we can all agree. Although even then, I might think of a maple tree and you might think of a sycamore. But when we think of God, like what pops in your head, like honestly to me, it's <laughs> it's an old man with a beard. And that that is easy to reject. It's so easy to reject. That's why I get mad sometimes when I hear atheists who are just rejecting straw men and being like, oh, you believe in this fairy in the sky? <laughs> it's like, dude, like, this, there's so much more nuance to it. So yeah, I just can't imagine. I can imagine everything that science says being true. You know, I have no problem with it. I used to have a big problem with it. With, oh no, the Big Bang, all that jazz, evolution. Oh, crap. It used to make me depressed. I used to think, oh man, that means there's no God. It's all meaningless. It all happened for no reason. But now I'm like, so what? It doesn't really matter. Uh, and then after I say it doesn't matter, I can come to this conclusion, or not a conclusion, but I just come to this place where I'm like, yeah, it still doesn't, why? Why anything? Why not nothing? That would be much easier, wouldn't it? It's just, it, I, I keep, I get stuck on that thing. Why anything? And I can't get past that. It just doesn't compute in my mind. And... It would be interesting, and I know that I'm just working from a conclusion. Like, deep in my mind, it's just embedded, there is a God. And so when I come to the why, I can't come to the conclusion of there doesn't have to be a reason. And look, I'm not saying it has to be some grand plan. I'm not saying that God has to be this separate, you know, spirit who went to the drawing board and planned out everything and then snapped his fingers and said, there's the universe and set it all in motion. That's the problem is so much of the Bible, so much talk about God is purely symbolic and metaphorical because there's no way to, how could how do you talk about God? You can't directly, you can't talk about God um, in concrete terms unless you do through symbol and metaphor. And so the Bible is so full of that and Oftentimes, religious people are, you know, we're not really, it's not driven home. And it's difficult when the whole book is written that way. How can you, how, how do you shake that? Because you have all these symbols and metaphors in your brain, and that's the first thing that pops in your mind, as though that is the literal truth, even if you're not a literalist. It's so difficult. You, that's, the whole, that's, the, that's the amazing thing about God and spirituality and all that jazz and religion. It's, 
it's inexplainable. It's attempting to explain or describe the, the indescribable. And that's what makes me mad when Christians or atheists or whoever boil it down to such simple concrete language and say, well, clearly this is right, this is wrong. And where I am right now is I don't know anything. I, <laughs> I don't know what's right. I don't know what's wrong. I can't say that, uh, I just can't say that I know anything. And so I'm coming at this, I'm trying to be more and more open. What, it, what does it all mean? At the same time, being kind of skeptical. Like, I don't just want to buy into anything. And, you know, I've mentioned before faith versus belief. And I wonder if I'm getting more towards faith. I have no idea. <laughs> it seems to me, if you're choosing religion, if you're choosing faith or belief, because you look at two options, you look at religion or atheism, and it just feels too bad, it feels too icky, it feels hopeless to be an atheist, and so you stick with religion because of that. That's not really the greatest reason, I don't think. I think you should try to do try to do a thought experiment uh, where you do like John Lennon says, and imagine there's no heaven. It's easy if you try. But just do it. See if you can come to a point where you're comfortable with it, and then choose faith in that space of being comfortable with however it turns out. I just don't think it's good to follow something because you're afraid of the alternative. And look, yeah, it's bleak to come to a conclusion of there is no God, but I think if you are strong enough, you can face that and be like, okay, well, that could be it, and I'm okay with that. If, if it's all meaningless, I'm okay with it, because it doesn't matter. Why should I get riled up about something that's meaningless? But maybe it's not meaningless. Okay, well, that's good. Maybe I'll go with that because of whatever reason. But just don't let it be the reason of, I'm afraid of the other thing. I don't like the other thing. And you know, it goes the other way too. I think a lot of atheists just choose atheism because they don't like religion. They don't like organized religion. Like I'm going in a, uh, I'm generalizing so much. Everyone's going to hate me. I'm going to lose all my followers. Oh my God. And the thing is, I feel like there's really no one else where I am. Is there? Is there anyone out there who has the same experience? It's like, I feel emotionally attached to Christianity. I don't want to give it up. I feel like this is what I was raised with anyway. I might as well just stick with it because it's culturally the religion I was stuck with. So why not? You know, there's so many other religions. I don't really feel like exploring them and, and trying to decide what's true, what's not true. Look, Christianity's good. Jesus, I'm all on board. But... But, but, there's just something about modern Christianity that I don't like. I realize I'm contradicting myself because earlier I said, I like Christianity. Of course, what I mean is like Christianity in its conceptual abstract form. But I don't particularly like Christianity in reality when it comes to other human beings being involved in it. If it could just be me and Jesus, that'd be great, but it's not. And you know, of course, with all the other spirituality I've been looking into, great Teachers who I consider to be good, but I know a lot of people might dismiss them all, um, like Alan Watts, Eckhart Tolle, uh, Adi Ashanti. These are people who have kind of broadened my mind, my understanding of what God could be, maybe what God is. And I would, I highly recommend those people if you find yourself in the situation I'm describing. Yeah, so I, f I just find everything difficult to... I don't know. I don't even know what I'm trying to say at this point. I just, I would love to join some kind of church and feel good about it and feel like, yeah, I'm being genuine. But, you know, I talked about 
being part of a like a discussion group, a sermon discussion group in one of my videos. I joined it because I needed some friends desperately. So I joined this group as like 12 people get together every week and talk about this sermon at, a, at their church. It's not a church I go to, but they had the sermons online so I could watch them. First of all, the sermons were not good. I did not enjoy them at all. The pastor, the pastor kind of talked really fast. Uh, he tried to make a lot of jokes and do like that. That almost sound like a, a really hyped up Obama. Uh, he does a sermon, and, and he does it like this. The terrible Obama. I do a much better Trump, believe me, folks. I do it better. I'm the best. They, t they say, everyone says I'm the best. Uh, so the sermon discussion group, I just totally sidetracked myself. The sermon discussion group, everyone there was great, but it was like this weird mixture where I, I like felt totally, I felt like, really caught off guard because these people said stuff like praise God, stuff that I would never say. And I'm like, what the, what the ass? But then on the other hand, they would be like, you know, uh, dropping the F-bomb and stuff. So I'm like, where am I? What is going on here? Uh, I just couldn't, I couldn't orient myself. I didn't know, I couldn't make heads or tails of it. They're all very nice people, and I maybe maybe I can make some real friendships there, but I just didn't feel like I fit in religiously. Like, I don't know. The, the discussions that we had, too, made me think that their, their view was quite narrow, which is not a knock on them. It's just like they know what they believe, and it's this thing. And I am in a place where I'm not sure if I believe anything, though I would like to. Like, one time the sermon was about you should have faith in God because of all the things that God has done in the past, and it should be based off of evidence. And I'm like, that's awful. That's not right. It should be blind. Faith should be a total blind thing. Because, yeah, I can read the Bible and see, oh yeah, God got Moses out of Egypt in this story, but what has he, what has he done for me, huh? <laughs> and then it's like, people make, oh yeah, God did X, Y, Z for me, but I'm like, well, what if that wasn't God? What if that was a coincidence? And they'll just say it wasn't. So, but the thing is, to just say that that was God in the first place is, a, is faith. How do you know? So now you're basing your faith off of experiences that are faith to begin with. So why, it doesn't make any sense. There's no logic there. Faith has to be always. Take it from me, a guy who doesn't know anything. Faith has to be purely blind all the time. There's no way that it can be based on evidence. And if people tell you that faith, that their faith is based on evidence, I'm not sure how strong their faith really is. I just don't, I don't buy into that. It also seems to cheapen faith. Like what kind of faith is that? I'm getting riled up. I'm probably riling up some people who are going to leave nasty comments and be like, Oh, God. <laughs> God is great to me. Look, guys, I'm just, I'm just giving my opinions. You can disagree. That's fine. I'm not trying to convert you or say that I'm right. As I've said, I don't know what's right and what's wrong. Let me also say I would appreciate it if you did not evangelize or try to convert me. You, I, I wholeheartedly encourage you to express your opinion, but... I am, not, I am not going to be converted by a comment in the comment section. Then, then next week I show up and I'm converted. Hey guys, guess what I joined? So that's where I am. <laughs> that's why I say I'm in no man's land. I, I, I love Christianity in its abstract, conceptual, that was weird the way I said that, conceptual form. Jesus, was he the son of God? Well, I don't, why doubt it? I have no reason to doubt it. 
But then everything after that, what all the people are doing, what all the people have said, all the human beings messing things up. I don't want to, uh, I'm not, I, w- I don't think I would reject Christianity for people mangling it afterwards, but it makes me feel like I don't want to get close to it. I don't want to get involved when I don't feel like it's correct. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe, And I'm, I know who I sound like. I sound like those, those uh, Christians who they tell you about in sermons where they're like, these people think they can be Christian and not go to church. But they, they're like a coal that's separated from the fire, and they burn out. They need to come back to the church. But honestly, I go to church, and I find it a draining experience. I don't find it fun. Not, well, fun's not a good word. I don't find it uplifting, fulfilling, or anything. And uh, I don't know. I guess I should try to find somewhere that speaks to me. But I doubt, I sincerely doubt that I will ever find it unless I create it myself. And that's why I'm starting a new church, guys. I got my divinity degree, and we're ready to go. I think that's all I have to say. If I, Well, I'm sure I have more to say, but I'm not going to say it. This has already gone on a bit longer than usual, and I thank you for listening because I realize maybe it's not the most interesting thing to listen to a guy talk about a spiritual journey that was not particularly dramatic or even well-defined. You know, I can't say I came to any conclusions at the end of it all. I don't know what to call myself. I don't I don't feel comfortable calling myself Christian, but I do often just to like avoid a conversation. Yet I, and I definitely would never call myself an atheist and I don't like agnostic as a term. It sounds kind of like a cop out for people who don't know what they're doing, like me. So Again, thanks so much for listening. If you are listening on iTunes, make sure you subscribe. I think you can do that. Follow me on SoundCloud. Like it. Give it five stars on iTunes. And if you haven't subscribed to me yet on YouTube, I'd appreciate it if you did that. Thanks so much for listening. You all have a great evening, morning, afternoon, middle of the night, wherever you're listening. And I will be back here soon compared to Christmas coming. I'll be back here soon. (laughs) All right. Take care, y'all. See you later. Hear you later. Podcast you later. Okay. Okay.